Hey there, it's Lacey J from Space Bear Media, the makers of Lost in My 40s. Did you know that you can go to spacebearmedia.com right now to access all our content, including our weekly video pre-shows where your hosts ponder ethical questions related to the week's episode and answer some fun questions just for, well, fun. Speaking of fun, if you have it, thanks to our content, please consider rating or reviewing Lost in My 40s on your favorite app or recommend us to a friend who loves Lost. Hello, welcome back. It's Lost in My 40s. We are at episode 21, which is kind of cray. Today is a Saeed episode, and I think <laughs> it's Christy's second time with Saeed, giggity. But first, before we get it from Christy, giggity, how about, some power- <laughs> how about some power rankings from Benjamin? Where did uh, we end last week, my dear? We ended with Kate on top and Locke falling behind Giggity. into second place. Jack holding steady in third. Shannon at the bottom of the barrel with Ethan and Sawyer tied for second worst. And Michael rounding out the bottom three. All righty. Christy? Yes. All right. This one is called The Greater Good. Um, it opens on Saeed's face, not his eye like most of them have opened on. Um, he's at the caves and he's watching Shannon mourn over Boone's body. He sits down next to her and asks her if there's anything he can do. And she just doesn't even look up from brushing the hair off of Boone's forehead. Saeed tries to comfort her by saying that Boone was brave and refused to use up the antibiotics. And Shannon just nods quietly. It's a really sad scene. Like she seems really genuinely upset. I guess we talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah. I thought it'd be funny if she was just like, well, like, you can you can tweeze his eyebrows. He's the person that <laughs> she he's the person that she relies on. You know, when when she has a need, she doesn't have her mom and dad anymore, so she calls Boone. And yeah. and now she's lost basically her yeah. constant. And because of her, they ended up on this flight. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So flashback number one. You can hear airport security messages uh, announcing that they're at Heathrow Airport and Saeed is walking and he's handcuffed and there are two men in army fatigues and berets leading him. Um, they take him into what looks like an interrogation room <clears throat> and a woman sits at the table and a man stands behind him. Um, the woman makes a comment about how Saeed has been in a holding cell for 18 hours so he should be ready to cooperate. And I'm like, do you really think 18 hours 18 is enough hours. to break Saeed? Seriously. I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't, no really you don't know him. <laughs> yeah. So she introduces herself as Melissa Cole of Central Intelligence, and the man is Robert Hewitt from the SIS. They explain to him that 300 pounds of C4 explosives uh, has been stolen from an ar- army base outside of Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne, Melbourne. Australia. I think um, they pronounce it Melbourne. Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not really very good with the Australian accent, so I'm yeah, not going to try to go there. If you, I'm pretty sure if you if you say Melbourne, they're going to be like, oi, <laughs> Americans. I guess that's like when somebody says yeah. to me, Baltimore. I'm yeah, like, right. No, it's Balmer. 
Yeah. It's what? Yeah, I exactly. It was I think it's Melbourne. I think it's, that's how it's they would Balmer. say it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So they're in Melbourne, um, Australia, and um, the guy tells Saeed that he's going to help them to find the terrorist cell that's responsible. Um, and he's like, "Why do I care?" You know. He says to them, "I'm an Iraqi. I'm not a terrorist." Um, and I just think that that's important to point that out, that he mm-hmm. was very clear with them, you know, just because I'm from Iraq doesn't mean I'm a terrorist. Um, so they explain the reason that they snatched him up is because Saeed's old roommate at university, Assam Tazia, is a member of the cell. He asks them, you know, why should I care? And Miss Cole says, because we know where she is. And it's apparent by the look on his face Mm -hmm. that he knows exactly who they're talking about when they say she. Yeah, and we all do. Yeah. So they go on to explain that if he cooperates, they'll give him the location of Nadia, or as they refer to her, Nor Abed Jazim. Right, like he says something like nobody ever calls her Nor. Nobody calls her Nor. Yeah, Yeah, nobody calls her Nor. All right, so back in the jungle, Kate's walking around alone, and she finds some white fabric laying on a bush, and she picks it up, and then she hears rustling nearby. And Jack kind of, like, bursts through some plants, and he's looking rough. He's breathing heavy. He's pale. Um, Sweaty. Yeah. I mean, he just gave how many pints of blood? A bunch of, blood of, to pints of blood, looks, yeah. Looking like he yeah. lost a bunch of blood and then went off to find a murderer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. seriously. He looks absolutely terrible. Um, Kate says she's been looking for him and that he needs to come back with her. He's given Boone too much blood and he needs to rest. Sorry about that. So I noticed one thing in this scene, and I don't know why it bothered me so much. It's just like one of those little things. But Kate's shirt, she had like the cuffs of her shirt are spotless. There's nothing on them. And she's wearing a long sleeve shirt and she's running through the jungle. And I don't understand how her shirt is so clean. Why are their clothes so clean? It drives me bananas. Well, I think I point out later in the episode that um, her hair is looking very elvish. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. She plays an elf later on, doesn't she? Right. And she's, yeah, she's really looking yeah. like, you know, like an elf, but in normal people clothes. Yeah. Why wear a long sleeve shirt on a tropical island? Yeah. And how did you keep it clean? Like she's doing stuff all the time. You can't, you're the risks of, I don't know. It's just another one of those things I'm complaining about. And I'm the only one that cares. You you wear a long sleeve shirt because you have fair skin. You know, it doesn't matter if it's hot. If you, if you get burned out on, you know, an island like that or you anywhere where the sun is intense, that's way worse than being sweaty. Yeah, that's true. Like if you, you just look at any, any sort of work crew that's working out on, on, you know, mowing oh, yards yeah. or doing things like that, they're almost always wearing long sleeves. Like shirts. here in Texas is 103 degrees and yeah. they're up on a roof, tarring it in long sleeves, just yep. covered. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you just get fried by the sun and that's, that ends up being worse than sweating. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. All right. But yes, I mean, most of those people that are doing that work have, you know, cuffs that are probably not quite so spotless. That's true. Too. Thank you. For validating me. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Excellent point, Lacey. Um, so, yeah, Kate is like, you know, you need to come back with me. And Jack refuses. He's like, no, not until I find Locke. He says that he knows that Locke lied and Boone didn't fall off a cliff. Jack feels like Boone may have survived if Jack's medical treatment had not been built on that lie. But see, I have a problem with this. Me too. Because 
he says that the leg was crushed. Mm-hmm. Why, why does it matter how that happened? I'm not a doctor, but like, really this affects how you would treat the wound that you can't identify without any story to go with it. Like, no, I, I don't know. It, none of it makes any sense. Yeah. There's Just, nothing that there, he, I mean, he looked at the leg, he knew it had to be set. He knew it didn't slow him down in any way like and then I, I don't it doesn't make sense to me either just, jack, I don't think because he jack that, can't let go that's right let it go. yeah but i mean what i'm like he's trying to make the case that had Locke told the truth he would have been able to save boone's life because he could have repaired his leg faster meanwhile like he died from internal bleeding like none of it makes any sense you're yeah. right <clears throat> yeah jack just can't let go he's got to yeah. find something to blame and oh, Kate, okay, oh, yeah, yeah I see true. your point. Okay. Yeah. And Kate just says, you know, the camp needs you to come back because they're all scared. Um, so now we're back on the beach and Boone is being carried by the survivors to a burial site. Everyone's there, including Kate and Jack. And Boone is ra- wrapped in a tarp and his face is exposed. Everybody's standing there in silence and some people are holding flowers. Some people are crying. Walt reaches out to hold hands with Michael, which I thought that was a very sweet oh, moment. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Um, and then question, Jack covers... Uh, yeah. A question. Why, why, were they, why, why was he wrapped in a tarp? Doesn't that seem like a, a waste of a tarp? Waste of a tarp. I, that's exactly what I'm about to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was yeah. Sawyer's tarp, and they, they keep stealing it from him. Like, the, the haw or the, the boar got it last the time, and now, now yeah. Boone's going to get it. Yeah, so um, Jack covers Boone's face, asks Shannon if she wants to speak and she quietly says no. Um, and then there's a moment of silence before Saeed speaks up. Um, and he's like, I didn't know Boone very well. And for that, I'm sorry. On our sixth day here, a woman named Joanna died. She drowned and Boone was the first one into the water. I didn't know him, but I'll remember his courage and I know he will be missed. And then I wrote side note. I can't fathom why they are willing to bury burnt the, Barry Boone in the tarp. It's a huge waste of a perfectly good tarp. Exactly. And where? Are yeah. The and pins? also, I mean, Saeed's speech was sweet and stuff, but like, yeah, he swam out into the water oh, after and, Joanna, and then nearly drowned himself. Drowned. So Jack had to save him, and she died. Yeah. But anyway, right. <laughs> it's because Saeed's like, and I know he's like, and I know he will be missed, and he ran a business. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if I give this speech, maybe his so, sister will let me yeah, bang maybe, her. Maybe she'll slap yes. my knob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so suddenly Locke's voice cuts through and he says, it was my fault. And everyone turns to see Locke standing on the beach. Now, he's still absolutely drenched in Boone's totally. blood. I mean, who you think the he fuck shows up his... to a funeral looking like no. that? Yeah, it's, it's he, been a couple he couldn't days take his shirt too, off. I, believe. Before, I mean, what are you doing? Why is the blood all up around his shoulders? It's almost like he like he jumped in into well, somebody's like, like yeah. fireman's carry. I guess, yeah, uh, yeah I him. guess he was carrying him. Yeah, it just yeah. seems so perfect the way it it comes down. It's right. Like a, yeah. No anywho. blood on the stomach or yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anywho, change your fucking shirt before you come to a funeral. Yeah, I think it's yeah. been like two days, hasn't it? Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. At least one or one and a half. Yeah, at least one. So he starts telling them the truth about the plane and how he would have gone up, but his leg was hurt. And everyone just kind of stares in silence. And Jack looks absolutely enraged. Yeah, like he's going to um, pop. Yeah. Locke continues to explain that Boone found a radio in the plane and thought he could send a message. But his wife, 
uh, his weight made the plane shift and he fell. And Locke said that it happened because he was trying to help us. He was a hero. Well, then Jack just starts moving aggressively towards Locke and demanding to know where he was. And as he's screaming, what did you do to him? He tackles Locke to the ground. Um, Jack has just lost his damn mind at this point. Yep. This is he's not the it. first time that Jack has like gone crazy and like put his hands around someone's throat. He has some serious anger management issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just can't let go. Can't yeah. let go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's, he's screaming, where were you? You just left him to die. And the other survivors pull Jack off of Locke uh, while Jack continues to just scream in anguish because he needs to fucking let go. Yeah. Um, okay, and then it goes to the lost title screen. So we come back to the same moment and Kate and Charlie and Sawyer are keeping Jack from strangling Locke when all of a sudden Jack collapses um, and they're trying to get Jack to breathe normally and uh, Locke and Saeed share a look. So now Jack, Kate, Son, and Saeed are all walking away from the grave and Jack says that he knows that Locke is lying because Boone said he was told not to tell. Jack mentions the hatch and Saeed is confused by this. Um, Saeed's begging Jack to get some sleep because they need the doctor to be healthy. Um, and wrong. Kate and Son... Yeah, nope. Kate and Son chime in and lead Jack away to get some rest. Yeah, they basically <clears> just like grab him and steer him. Like <laughs> you got you, you're going this way now, and yep. you're gonna take a nap. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, just like get him a juice. Like just get him a juice box. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, flashback number two. The scene opens up in a mosque, and they are praying in, uh, I guess, Arabic. And Saeed is bowing to the ground and he looks to the left and he sees the guy who is his target. Um, and then as he looks to the right, the man looks to the right and recognizes Saeed. Um, so they go outside the mosque and the man approaches Saeed, who pretends to be surprised to see him. Um, they share some small talk about Assam being a tree cutter. And then Saeed asks how Zara is doing. Assam tells Saeed that she was killed by a stray bomb while shopping for a dress. And then he invites Saeed over for dinner, and Saeed accepts. The question, one thing I, I did, I've, I've never understood um, with with Muslims when they, I know they, <clears throat> they face east, right? Because it's supposed to be praying, yep, like towards face, facing towards Mecca. Mm -hmm. But does it make a difference where they are in the world? Or is it, do they just always, no matter where they are, they always face east? No matter where east? they are, they face east. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. if you go east long enough. Yeah. You're gonna get you're gonna get back there. So, sure, if you yeah. go east long enough, you're gonna be every other place too. So well, I, guess, <laughs> I guess I guess it keeps it simple. You don't have to have like a like a compass or whatever. If you go east okay. long enough, you end up at the same place you started. Exactly. Yeah. You might need a compass if it's like a, a overcast day and you can't see where the sun is. Yeah. So I mean, what if haven't you ever seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? I know. Is well, there no sun in this country? country. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what if you're at the what, what if you're at the north pole hmm. there is no east at that point right Right. you face south everything, everything is, south. is south so you know south well, pole too I, obviously are muslims this is what keeps aren't allowed. me up at night yeah muslims aren't allowed to go to the north pole then i guess not what about antarctica antarctica muslims yeah. aren't allowed to go to the south pole i don't know <laughs> Well, they are. I'm sure that there we are we just say east from here because the united states we face east you know if you're, we, yeah, we yeah. just need our Muslim listeners to please let us know what they do when they're in the North Pole. Yeah, 
Really my, that my, guess, my guess is that when the when these practices started, the they were they were somewhere west of of Mecca, so they always thought, yeah. you know, yeah. Anywho, sorry, just a, <laughs> it's all right. Just, just a curiosity about their about their prayer. Yeah. Okay, so now they're in the apartment and they're drinking beer with um, Assam's two roommates. The place is small, and they tell Saeed that Sydney is very expensive. Um, and Saeed tells them that he's on holiday when they ask about his career. Assam starts talking about the Australian beaches and women, and Saeed is eyeing up a smoke detector. Um, so he gets up, he's talking about the beach that he and Assam had been to previously, and then he opens the smoke detector and exposes a listening advice. He, a listening device, not advice. Sorry. Um, Anyhow, he rips a, a the listening, listening advice. Is it like yeah, yeah, listening he, he, advice. Slips, he rips the listening uh, device? Isn't that basically out. like Alexa? <laughs> yeah, like pretty listening much, advice. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So he drops Alexa in a cup of water and he turns to Assam <laughs> and he's like, so tell me exactly what kind of trees do you cut? Yeah. Infidel trees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, one of the roommates asks Saeed who he is. And he responds by tell him, telling him that he was a communications officer in the Republican Guard. The roommate then says that perhaps it wasn't happenstance that led to the meeting at the mosque, but instead it was fate. And during that, like, long pause between, you know, it wasn't happenstance that led to the meeting at the mosque, it's kind of, like you're kind of feeling like yeah. you're a spy. You're here to like spy. Oh, yeah, it's another, yeah, that's what right, I thought. It's another fake like, out. Oh. Yeah, exactly. like, oh, yeah, it's another crap. fake out. Yeah. yeah. But then the um then Assam is like, no, it was fake. Um, You're like, oh man, what a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a rube. That's it. He's this guy's yeah, a rube. What So back on the beach, Sun and Charlie are trying to get Claire to rest um, after having given birth, but she just doesn't want to let anyone take the baby. She's clearly Understandable. very worried. Yeah, she's yeah. clearly I, very worried that someone might take the baby. Ethan, the dingo. Yeah, I mean, at least they don't have dingoes on the island. That's, That's what Ben just said. You didn't hear him. No, he I said didn't. Ethan or a dingo. <laughs> ah, I heard yeah. Ethan. I didn't hear the dingoes. You um, never hear the dingo. That's why they take your babies. That's right. The dingo took my baby. See, right. I don't do well with the Australian accent. Um, anyhow. That bad. So Charlie offers to watch Turnip Head while she sleeps, uh, which is what he's calling him until he gets a name. He reassures Claire that no one's going to take the baby from her. He will not allow it. And she finally agrees and hands the baby over to Charlie. And I mean, I if I was say, her, I'd probably believe him because like the last guy that messed with her he shot him dead so it's true yeah. i feel like if he says like he, i'm not gonna let anyone do anything to the baby i go oh, okay yeah i, I yeah. believe you yeah shot ethan mm-hmm. yeah he's got a little clout now yeah i must say that in this scene claire's lips are an a natural shade of pink they're very pretty but they clearly put a whole lot of major pink lip gloss on her in this scene because that was mm. definitely not her natural lip color yeah, I, I mean, I guess they'd still have. It's only 40 some days. There's probably still lip gloss around. 
Maybe. If Shannon yeah. isn't hoarding it all. You could tell yeah. it's a bit of a slow episode when like when when we're talking more about like lip gloss and like the whether or not people's cuffs are clean or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> on the island. <laughs> I do have a very strange um, obsession and addiction to lip gloss. Mm-hmm. I'm always I've always got it with me. I've got one in the dining room, one in the living room, one in my purse, one in my bedroom. Like I have lip gloss everywhere. That's how mm-hmm. I am with vibrators. <laughs> <laughs> True. You have one in the just, living room, every room. Yeah, every just everywhere I can reach them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> one one over there next to the Sibian. Next to the what? Sibian. <laughs> you don't know what a Sibian is? is? Is that that weird chair? That's where they sit on and it vibrates. It's like it's like a saddle mm. almost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I know it has n- like. I know it has nothing to do with loss, but this needs this needs to be your next fun fact. You need to go into the into a, yes. and do one about a Sibian. Oh, do I? All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean it's just I my suggestion. Somehow. It's like a okay. sit down vibrator. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you said chair, Christy, I was picturing that thing that George Clooney builds in uh Yes. Burn, burn after reading. Burn after yes. reading. Yeah, yeah. with That's the big giant thinking. like dick that comes poking through the bottom yeah that's great i need one of those two hundred dollars all in including the cost of the dildo those things aren't cheap (laughs) they're not that's true all right did we want to talk about the rest of this episode or no yeah let's let's move forward (laughs) all right um so further down the beach shannon is sitting alone and Locke approaches her with boone's pack and sets it down in front of her she thanks him and he sits down next to her and he's still wearing that fucking shirt that's covered in Boone's blood. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Change your fucking shirt. They have to have clean shirts. Look at Kate. I know. Cuffs. I know. Seriously. <laughs> so you can hear thunder in the distance and um, Locke says that he should have told Boone no the first time that he asked him to go hunting with him. And she says, well, he would have gone anyway. And Locke says he understands that she must be confused and angry because he knows what it feels like when you lose family. He asks her for her forgiveness and then walks away, leaving her crying and glaring at him. Seriously, Locke, change your fucking shirt. Yeah, he <laughs> seemed really genuine in what he said to her, but yeah, what? Yeah, why? That wasn't the right covered way. in his blood. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Take a shower before you start this conversation. Just jump in the ocean. Yeah, something. Um. So now we have uh, Saeed leaning up a piece. Uh, leaning up against a piece of wreckage. Um, he's tinkering with some electronics and Shannon approaches and she mentions that Said had asked her if he was, if there was anything he could do for her. He responds, anything. And she says, John Locke killed my brother. Will you do something about that? And this is oh when Said realizes he's trying to stick his dick in crazy. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's Ben's point. See, yep. when he's dealing with the crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not... Building his electronics. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's sending him off like, on a quest. Shannon, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> All right. So Jack and Kate are sitting in a hut on the beach, and she's making him drink something. Um, she's insisting that he has to rest. So she, she gives him a juice box, basically. Yeah, um, Phoebe juice. Yeah. So he gets up, and he's like, I'm going to go talk to Locke. Um, but he has trouble standing up. And then Kate kind of helps him lay down and she confesses that she crushed up some sleeping pills into his juice and Jack falls asleep. But 
with, I mean, would they really work that quickly? Absolutely not. And there's no, also, no. he would taste them. I mean, that's just silly. Yeah. yeah. You're like, Kate, there's- if this is, if this is date rape, I would rather be awake for it. Yes. <laughs> Can't rape the willing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, and and then, right, he takes, like, a, a sip, and he's out, Right. what, 45 yeah. seconds later? No. Yeah. That's silly. Those are Hollywood sleeping pills. Yeah. That's, like, that's like, <laughs> like, that's like chloroform at that point. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's going to knock you out that fast. <laughs> but whatever. So now we're back at the caves, and Locke is finally washing his fucking shirt. Um, yeah, all, all the all like- the ladies are have been waiting for this scene, man. Getting getting yes. locked with a shirt off, shirtless yeah. lock. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, not, oh, I'm, not, drinking, I'm not playing the drinking game with that one. <laughs> he doesn't qualify. Just, like he was gone for a day. He couldn't wash his shirt before he came back. This and is what a the real, fuck was he a, doing that whole time? This is a sticking point for me. The more I think about it, I need to check my ratings He's this week. Just I might need to just kill him for that. Mm. All right, go ahead. So, yeah, so Locke is washing his bloody shirt in the waterfall. Um, and Walt is looking at him. But when Locke waves at him, Walt just kind of leaves the area. Suddenly, Saeed appears behind Locke and he asks him about his kidney scar. Locke says that it's a war wound, but Saeed says mm, it looks surgical. <clears throat> Saeed wants to know if Boone's radio was able to pick up a signal, and Locke says yes, but all he could hear is static, and there's no way it survived the fall. Saeed presses the issue, claiming that parts of it may be usable in the transmitter that he's building for the raft, and he asks Locke to take him to the plane. Do we think there's any truth to this? Like, is he actually worried at all about any of the components, or is he just doing this to try to get to the bottom of this story? I think he's just doing it to get to the bottom of it because yeah. in a later scene, yeah, he doesn't care about the components. Yeah. yeah, like he says as much to her as like I, you know, I I found out this information, this, and it just it seemed as though this was just a fishing expedition to see what yeah. he would do if yep. to see if there was actually a plane. Yeah, yeah. So they're walking through the jungle, and Said inquires how Locke found the airplane. Locke lies to him, and he just says luck. Um, so Saeed is basically interrogating Locke about the details of the day that Boone died and Locke notices, uh, that he's being interrogated just as they come up on the plane. He tells him something about yeah, like, he, he that calls he's, him out he hasn't, and he's like, yeah, he hasn't yeah. lost those skills or something like that. Yeah. He calls him yeah. out and yeah. he says, back in Iraq, you were an interrogator and Saeed asks him, is that a question? Um, <laughs> and Locke says, uh, yeah, you haven't lost your touch. So he goes on to tell Saeed that Jack called him a liar in front of everyone. So maybe Saeed thinks he's lying. Saeed says that he knows when he's being lied to. He says, there's a plane with conviction. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess if you're, you spend a few years being a torturer, maybe he thinks he can tell if somebody's telling the truth. Although torture is notoriously good at eliciting Oh, yeah, people will say anything. Answers, yeah. Yeah. Just to stop the torture. Yeah. Yeah. Right, huh. So flashback number three, Saeed and Assam are playing soccer in a park and they're like taunting each other. Um, They start discussing Haddad, the roommate, and how he's been asking Saeed about explosives lately. So they think that he might have a target. Assam says he doesn't know the details of the explosives, 
He just knows that there will be an attack and that he will be a martyr. Sam seems really like visibly upset about this. And he tells Saeed that he doesn't think he can go through with it. Yeah, like he was just told that day. He says, oh, yeah, I just found out. I was told I'm going to be the martyr. Okay. Yeah, we're playing soccer. I'm going to kill myself later. Yeah, great news. So now we cut to a shipyard and Saeed is with the CIA and the... MI6 agents. Yeah. Um, and he's begging them to let him get Hassam to turn himself in instead of blowing himself up. And the woman from the CIA says he's useless if he doesn't know where the C4 is. She needs Saeed to convince him to go through with it so that they can follow him to the C4. Saeed refuses, but they tell him that if he doesn't go through with it, they will arrest Nadia. She does have a record of insurgency and they could pick her up as an enemy combatant. What the fuck? Yeah, very, this very is yeah. Some fucked up shit. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you're when you're dealing with with like national security and these types of things, where you're expecting like you know mass casualties and, and these sort of like bombings, like you you probably have to be fairly ruthless yeah. to try to like make sure that you're leveraging people the right way. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It would suck yeah, to be the target so of that. Awful. Yeah. Right. It's right. So awful to be Saeed, and they're like. No, you have to convince your friend that he does have to blow himself up. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that. No. It's all about the right motivation, right? So that's why they have Nadia in their sight. And he has the motivation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're manipulating him. Once again, hose before bros for this guy. That's true. Yeah. It's twice now. (laughs) Twice. Twice Yep. All right, so now we are back on the beach, and Charlie's walking down the beach um, very poorly singing Itsy Bitsy Spider to Turnip Head. <laughs> so Hurley's nearby. He even says, I'm going to call him Turnip Head because, you know. His, his head, head looks like a turnip. Looks like a turnip. Looks like a turnip. Yeah. Oh, is that why? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Hurley's nearby, and he like is correcting Charlie's lyrics, and the baby's just screaming the whole time. Charlie's like, you know, he's he's been nursed. He sniffs his diapers, so those those seem clean. Um, he's not sure why the turnip is crying. So Hurley <laughs> says it's time to break out the big guns. Then he starts screaming James Brown at the baby. <laughs> he's like, Oh my wow, god, the scene feel good. <laughs> na, 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 na. And he's like eight inches from the baby's face, like <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. So the baby keeps crying. And after Hurley is done singing, he goes, dude, that's all I got. You know, (laughs) that was how I I would tame a baby. (laughs) Prediction. This is this Hurley makes an appearance in Christie's best moments later. And this might be the scene. (laughs) I don't remember off the top of my head. I'll have to look off the top of your turnip head. yeah, Yeah. Off the top of my turnip. Christy does not have a turnip head. I've seen her head nearly shaved. It's actually that's true. That's true. It's actually nicely shaped. Not so much anymore. It's got like well, now it has a, like a yeah, yeah. I mean, when you cut your head open, sure, you got a scar. But I, I meant I like, feel like there's like a screw right here on my forehead too because I can feel this lump. Wild. <laughs> yeah, Are you sure weird. it's not a horn? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's lump. I don't have one on the it's other lump. side though. It's lump. It's in your it's in head. Your head. It, it's literally. If I shaved my head, it'd look like a roadmap. 
Yeah, you guys both have you guys have both have scars on your on your. Well, on I know your what I had MRI. That's what it looked like—a roadmap. Yeah, even the doctor. Scars like, on your some- head. Yeah, from I had my skull cracked open multiple right. times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah both of you. Serious cars. Yeah. Yeah. With your heads cracked open, definitely different circumstances. It's funny you say say you've you've never broken a bone and yet your skull's been crushed. So it's like that's true. Yeah, (laughs) I think you have. Oh, the skull is a bone. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It is, but it's not like an arm or a leg. It's just my skull. It's just my skull. It's It's what protects my my brain. Most important part of the body. (laughs) Other than I think we plugged. I think Christy plugged uh, Mowage for us last week, but this would be a good time to plug Zero Shame Stories. If yeah. you want to hear about why uh, Christy and Derek have both had their skulls cracked open, uh, <laughs> go check out Space Fair Media's other uh, production, Zero Shame Stories. I don't know what episode numbers they are, but just look. It says Christy and Derek right in the in the title. Yeah. You can find it. Yep. Uh, Derek's, I definitely right, think Derek's is very good. So I highly recommend Derek's. Um, I think Derek's that, episode? Yeah. I think that my episode is also pretty good, but I... I that's me. So, you know, <laughs> so, <duh>. yeah, <laughs> I would need an outside opinion on that. They, they, they both have to have listen some... to yours. I didn't know you had your head cracked open too. Yep. You'll have to listen to mine. Like too. I said, different circumstances. Yeah. yeah. But they, they both have very, very kind of like strange turns of events that are like, whoa, like you sure. like could, things could have gone very differently if these things had oh, not yeah. happened. Like, yeah, they yeah. both nearly yeah. died. Yeah. You both nearly died. Exactly. For different reasons. Yeah. yeah. Way. Um, way. Yeah, anywho's. <laughs> All right. Way. Back to the episode. Yeah, back to the episode. We're back in the jungle, and Saeed is tasting heroin. Um, so, locked up, that the entire cargo hold is full of it, and it looks like they were smugglers. So, Saeed questions him some more about the details of the day, including asking why Locke lied about the accident to Jack. And Locke says that he made a mistake. But he doesn't he says it with earnest as well. Did you exactly. notice that? Like he really means it. It's just like I, I, I made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I believe seems him. Sincere in the moment. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I, I think. Oh. Locke, I think Locke is really, really good at seeming sincere, and I think it's sometimes he is, and sometimes he's not, and you can't always tell the difference. But I don't think in this case. I think he's still trying to lead. He's still trying to lead people off the path. Like he's saying, I made a mistake, but he's saying I made a mistake to let people drop their guards so that they won't be pursuing him any further. He's still trying to keep the, you know, the hatch a secret. Mm, true. I guess so. Yeah. I guess that this is all a trait that he got from his daddy. Yeah. 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 So whether or not he's sincere, I don't know. But <clears throat> Saeed doesn't respond except to say that he's going to salvage what he can from the radio and hopefully they can make it back before the storm hits. Saeed's rummaging through the plane, and Locke asks him why he doesn't trust him. And Saeed says, well, for one thing, you've been carrying a gun around, and you've told no one about it. Oh. You know, the one thing I wondered here is, like, he says, we're, you know, if we can make it back before the storm hits. Doesn't Locke know that? Locke should. He's the, like, the, yeah, the weatherman. Yeah, it's it's like, going to rain in a minute, and yeah. it did. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. a weatherman. Not a cobbler. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, much to our chagrin. Yeah, so Saeed calls him out on carrying this gun around, and he's told nobody about it. And Locke tells him that the smuggler's body that they found dressed as a priest, um, he's, you know, and then he hands him the gun in an attempt to earn trust. 
Said points out, you only gave him me the gun when you were caught. So that's not trust. And Locke confesses that the person who attacked Said and destroyed his equipment way back in the early days of the crash was him when they went to go triangulate the, uh, yeah, so there's one, one of, of questions. Derek's answered questions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was Locke. Yeah. Yep. Did you so, suspect that it was Locke, uh, Derek, when, when it happened? As the series went on, not when it first happened, but as the show went on, I was like, you know what? Of all the people, I think it would be Locke. Because he seems to be the most highly motivated to stay on the island. Yes, he point. definitely wants to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things I thought I liked that uh, Saeed had to say in this scene when... Locke says that handing him the gun should earn him trust, and Saeed responds that though that earns you adaptability. Yeah, that was a great line mm-hmm. for doing it like after being caught, which yeah. yeah, I thought was I thought was great. Yeah, so then Locke is like, "Okay, well, I'll tell you something you don't know. I'm the one who knocked you out." So um, this really pisses off Saeed. <laughs> Saeed grabs him yeah. by the throat. He holds the gun up to Locke's jaw and Locke says that he did what was best. You know, he did what he thought was best because they shouldn't have been looking for the source of the message. Um, Because the message said it killed them all. So Saeed wants to know, I mean, I I don't know. It's not that the signal killed them all, you know? No, and it's not, I mean, I don't know that I necessarily agree with the action that he took, but he has a point that it did seem sort of foolhardy to go searching or, you know, down a path that appears to end in certain yeah. death. But, yeah, right. You know, I don't know if that's a reason to assault someone. The person who made that message just closer to this, like, harbinger of death than you are right now. So, yeah, yeah. By, by seeking it out, you are you are inviting it in some way. Yeah. And I think yeah. that, I that, coupled, that, that coupled with, like, Locke's sort of, like, metaphysical, you know, uh, attachment to the island, he seems to know these types of things. So, right. um, in the same way, Walt seems to kind of, like, be able to see these things before that other people don't see. And I, I, that's definitely, I think why Locke bashed him in the head. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So Locke bashed him in the head because he was looking for the source of the message that said it killed them all. Saeed wants to know why he's telling him now. And Locke says that, you know, because he, if he had told him earlier, then Saeed would not have been open to quote, reasonable debate. I think that Saeed is still not really up to reasonable. reasonable yeah, debate, right. As How got, reasonable uh, is your debate you know. when you got a gun stuck right. to your jaw? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. I told you. Yeah. I told you his, so, his brain is fried from Shannon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so he continues by saying that, you know, at the time, we were all so obsessed with getting off the island and they weren't seeing things clearly, like like now with the raft. Said wants to know if Locke burned the raft, and Locke tells the truth, and he says that he didn't, but he holds back that he knows who did. Said asks about the hatch, telling Locke that Boone mentioned it before he died. Locke tries to pretend that Boone was talking about a plane hatch, and um, Said lowers the gun. So it seems like Said believes this. Yeah, you think he might be getting away with uh, his little fabrication. So now we're in another flashback. Um, Saeed and Assam are walking down the street. And Assam says he's not afraid to die, but he doesn't want to kill innocent people, which he will if he becomes a suicide bomber. Right. Like, then what are you doing in a Seriously. terrorist cell? Right. Seriously. That's not like it's... But that's kind, yeah. of, the kind of the 
points. Did you read the so, yeah. Did you read the job description at all yeah. before you submitted your resume? <laughs> and Jesus Christ, up, kill innocent people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, right. must have must have four years experience with an MBA. Must not have scruples about blowing yourself up. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Pay twelve dollars an hour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Is American 80, job listing versions. A, 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 yeah, eighty versions. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. It was like after after about three or four virgins, I think you, you probably would want a pro. Hey Ben. Yeah, babe. Got any special occasions coming up that you need a card for? Is this a trick question? No, it's an advertisement. Is this about barbcards.com again? They can go. So I suppose you're going to remind me that each handmade card is only $1.50. Mm-hmm. And they don't come with busy backgrounds or flowery poetry. You got it. Barbcards.com offers to-the-point communication within several different categories, including our favorite, potty mouth. And if you can't find what you want, barbcards.com can do customizations. Can I still get all of my cards for no more than $4 shipping, no matter the size of the order? You know it. Barbcards.com has got all you need. Hey, Ben. Oh, my God. What are we selling now? Merch. Our merch? Yes, sir. Shirts, coffee mugs, wine tumblers, bottle openers, stickers, magnets, and more. Your choice of product and your choice of Space Bear Media Graphic from any of our podcasts. Please tell me we're not making merch now, too. <laughs> of course not. We'll stick to podcasts, and Pixis Products will do the rest. Thank God. I bet you have more to say, though. Sure do. Pixis Products is a small business run by a local mom, but local to us anyway, who needed something else to do besides being a snack bitch. A what? A snack bitch, also known as a mom with a young child. There's still more, isn't there? Yepers! Pixis Products works with other small businesses for supplies, art, and other collaborations at every opportunity, including ours. In fact, Pixis Products even gave Space Bear Media our own storefront on their site. You can find us at shopspacebear.com. Say what? You heard me. Go to shopspacebear.com and buy something. So what do uh, female suicide bombers get? I don't know. 72 well, I think that's it. Di- dishwashers. Silence. Yeah. <laughs> do they even exist? Is that a thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Absolutely. That's unfortunate. Sometimes yeah. they'll strap bombs to little kids and send little kids into a place and then. They did that in Vietnam too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause you wouldn't yeah. expect a little kid to no. be, you know, strapped with bombs. I guess you could say the same for women. Russians used to do that in World War II. They put landmines on dogs' backs, and then they would teach dogs to run underneath tanks by starving them. Oh, God. And then putting meat underneath tanks, so then when the Russian tanks would roll in, dogs would take off. They'd immediately try to go under a tank and kill the crew when the landmine went off. It's like one of the first smart weapons. 
Poor dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah, I mean, well, that that Eastern Front so saw the death of millions and millions of people. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I just brought the mood way down, didn't I? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, at this point, Saeed's doing his best to convince uh, Assam to go through with it because of the greater good. Saeed mm. invokes Zara and uses her memory to convince Assam to do it. That's a he's, dirty trick. Mm-hmm. It was. Yep, he's definitely good at manipulating Assam. Yeah. Before bros. He tells him, you know, bros. I lost someone too, and there have to be consequences for the people who harmed them. Assam says, Haddad was right. It was fate that brought us back together. And Assam, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Assam <sighs> asks Saeed if he will be a martyr with him, and Saeed says, I will. So now Terrible. they're supposed to blow themselves up together. So back on the island, Shannon is sitting on her platform of bamboo. She's going through Boone's backpack. She finds a photo of the two of them together in his wallet, and she kind of stares at it. Said comes over to her and puts his hand on her face and asks her how she is and if she'd like to go for a walk. You know, the one dangerous thing about this is she also found the checkbook. I don't know. when you what? look at it, when when she when she was pulling the stuff out of out of uh, Boone's backpack, the checkbook, the check that he had used earlier to to oh, write a check to, check to to Brian or whatever. Oh, right. she's got the checkbook now, and I don't know if I'd trust her with that. <laughs> no, even 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 on the she's island, gonna, she's gonna take it to the coconut cafe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Buy more torches. That's where the torches yep. are coming from. <laughs> the banana stand. There's always money in the banana. There's stand. always exactly. money in the banana stand. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they start down the beach and Saeed's like, you know, Locke took me to the plane. Um, I believe that what happened was an accident and Saeed is like, I have no idea why he lied, but it's unrelated to the accident. Shannon's clearly not happy. Mm -mm, She does not like that. You ain't getting none tonight. Not getting it. Um, so Saeed says, you know, I understand that you have a need to assign blame. Um, and she's like, you don't get it, do you? Just forget it. And then she walks away. So, yeah, he's definitely not getting it that night. Stomps off Shannon style. (laughs) Screw you guys. I'm going home. Screw you guys. I'm going home. So now we're back at the raft and Walt, Michael, and Jen are working on it. Jen says something in Korean and Michael seems to understand him. Walt is worried that the raft might tip over. But Michael's like, no, it won't. That's why I made it so wide. Um. Michael finishes doing what Jen asked him to do and asks if it's good. Jen replies in English, good. So Jen's learning a little English. Michael's learning a little Korean. They're figuring it out. Yeah, their relationship is sweet, considering where it began. How it started. Exactly. And beating the fuck out of each other and trying to drown each other. Yeah. Um, So now Walt is like, you know, what if a shark attacks? (laughs) Good God. What if we die? Walt. Yeah. Um, Michael is like, you know, we're not going to die. And Walt replies, Boone died. And Michael says, yeah, Boone was an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) So now Charlie approaches with the still screaming turnip head. And he's asking Michael if he knows anything about babies. Um, And Michael's no, no help at all. So Charlie asks Jen, who says no. Um. So but wouldn't comes- M- Michael Michael would know like he 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 had they had Walt when he was a baby. 
Yeah, like when he was a newborn, he had him. So, old. like, I was kind of wondering why Michael wasn't like, "Yeah, I know." Because he was that. busy; he didn't care. Yeah, he's, he's building, yeah. making his raft. I, I guess well, so. He, also, that was ten years ago. Oh, That's true. true. He forgot. You might have forgotten, like, what you're yeah. supposed to do. With, I don't know. He works in construction. They get their heads hit a lot, so he might yeah. I don't. I don't know nothing about no babies. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, so here comes Sawyer, and he's bitching about the crying baby, and then Turnip Head suddenly quiets down. Charlie immediately notices that the baby seems to like the sound of Sawyer's voice. So he just starts following him. And this yeah. was absolutely hilarious to me. Like a little hobbit. <laughs> yep. Following yep. him through the uh, jungle. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So now Jack wakes up from his drug-induced nap. Um, and he finds Kate sitting next to him with food. And he, By the way, like she's just committed another crime. She can't. Oh. Stop committing crimes, this one. No, she right. can't. Right. So she presents him with the food and he's like, um, is there <laughs> chloroform in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would not be taking anything from that. Right. Yeah. Suddenly Jack knows that she wise. would. Food <laughs> drink wise. I, 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 <laughs> anything else, though. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> so suddenly Jack notices that the key to the gun case is no longer around his neck and he takes off down the beach. Kate stays with him and she's like, you know, maybe it fell off. And Jack's convinced that someone took it while he was drugged. Saeed shows up and Jack tells him that Locke is after the guns. Um, and Saeed tells him it wasn't Locke. So now we cut Shannon in the jungle and it has finally started raining. Thunderous rain. It's just, you know, big old fat rain. Big old fat rain. <laughs> right. So, um, she opens the gun case and she's loading a gun. Seriously, Shannon. God, Shannon with a gun. Ugh. Seriously, yeah, you're gonna seriously. go fucking kill this guy? <laughs> Are you serious, Shannon? Why don't you go paint your nails? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> or she could just she could just shoot herself and end yeah. it all. It's right there. She's got it. <sighs> yep. So flashback number five. Saeed is walking out of a corner store and a white van pulls up next to him. Hassad tells him to get in, and inside sits a very worried Assam. Hassad tells them it's time. So they pull into a warehouse where there's a truck full of explosives. Hassad gives them instructions on how to proceed and what to do in case of problems. He hands Assam a gun and calls them heroes. And he says, good luck, and walks away. So Saeed gets in the passenger seat. Assam is praying next to him. And then Assam starts the truck, and Saeed tells him to stop. Assam interprets this as nerves, and he's like, it's okay. And then Saeed confesses, I'm working with the CIA. I'm going to give you 10 minutes to get away before I call them. Assam But before, before we jump into this any further, I, 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 w- I want to kind of go into, like, because Assad gave them a bunch of advice of, like, you know, stay calm. And I, it was just like, how the <laughs> fuck are you going to stay calm when the end result of your action is blowing yourself your up? death. Like I don't think that it's possible to stay calm. I think that the adrenaline would be pumping through your body so much yeah. that it's literally impossible to stay yeah. calm. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, you know, ride with the windows down, all these types of things. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, ride with the windows down. That's going to help me not think about my, you know, blowing myself up. Also, when in the history <sighs> of the world has anyone calmed down when somebody said, calm down? When? Never. Yeah, true. Never. Don't, don't worry yeah. about it. 
does not work. Nope. He also yeah. calls them heroes, and it's just such a mind fuck. Like people really do this; they really blow themselves up, thinking yes. it's some and, sort of. But see, a lot of them act. also believe they're going to a much better place, so maybe yeah. they're not afraid to die. Yeah, yeah. and a lot of them taught that. And a lot of them come from really <laughs> shitty places where there's no oh, yeah, opportunity. There's nothing terrible here, yeah. so they think yeah. the promise of eternal afterlife and happiness. Yeah. It seems it seems insane to people who come from a place of privilege, but if you come from a place right. where all you know is like pain and anguish, then that yep. might be that might be the you know something that's very, very seductive. I thought it seems terrible, sad. Oh, it is. Yeah, oh, it's terrible oh, it that is. anyone's in that position in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Saeed confessed. He said, "You've got ten minutes to get away before I call the CIA." Assam is pissed that Saeed set him up. Um, but even more so that they're not doing this together. And Assam says, you said you lost someone. <clears throat> and Saeed says, her name is Nadia, and they know where I can find her. So Assam's like, you used me to find a woman? Yeah. So, Saeed is women. Hose before bros. Hose before bros, once again. Assam is yep. pissed about hose before bros. Um, not only that, but he on invoked, Saeed. like he invoked... Zara, he like used his dead oh, yeah. wife against yeah. him, and hey, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So Assam um, pulls a gun on Saeed. He's pissed that Saeed has used the memory of Zara to talk him into doing this over another woman, and he says, "Well, Saeed, I hope she makes you whole again." And then he puts the gun up under his chin and shoots himself. <clears throat> Now, yikes! This and, main, and this is this also m- where um, Saeed shits his pants. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> now, when, when Assam pulled the gun on him in that truck, Saeed looked like he was shitting his terrified. pants. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He absolutely looked terrified. Well, I, I mean, I feel like I would be if somebody's pointing a gun at my face. Yeah, I think it's I entirely it was possible. As well, that Assam did not die when he did this, because if, if you look at the angle that he put that gun underneath his chin, it is very, very likely that if he pulled that trigger, that bullet went through his jaw, through his soft palate, and blew his nose out. Like that it's very like possible that did way. not go through his brain because of the way he aimed that gun. So, yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, "Ooh, that would be really, really bad." Is like I just shot myself and I did it wrong, and now blew your face off. Yeah, oh, and now I'm God. just like bleeding. I, I, yeah. That happens. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know it does. Oh, terrible. People put guns under their mouth or, or they, you know, they just don't put guns in the right place. Or they try to um, shoot someone in the chest and they miss their heart. That happens. Yeah. yeah. You mean Sawyer? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, people go hunting with Dick Cheney. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, wow, God. that's a timely reference if we're yeah. back in 2004. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, it's around um, around the time when this was playing, I think. Uh, yeah. We are in our 40s, so. All right, Christy, so, where are yeah, we? Yeah, so Saeed, Kate, and Jack are running through the jungle in the pouring rain. Um, Jack collapses, and he's like, no, you guys keep going. Kate, somehow, the little waif that she is, she picks him up, and they start running together. So Saeed comes upon Locke with his hands out at his sides, and he's saying, she doesn't believe me, Saeed. Saeed tries to reason with Shannon, but, you know, he she's convinced that Locke murdered Boone. And she says, he says to her, you've never fired a gun before. So she shoots the ground right next to his feet. She's like, okay, yeah. there, I've fired that a was gun. Kind of, that was kind of amazing, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah. I, liked, I liked her in that moment. Yeah, it was a very ballsy moment right there. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Jack and Kate finally show up. Locke again tells her it was an accident. And Shannon says, well, Jack told me that, you know, you were a liar. Said then tackles Shannon, who has fired the gun, like, at the same time. Um, So Locke is, like, thrown onto his back, and it looks like he's been shot. Said wrestles the gun away from Shannon as she's screaming. They Bloody fucking mur- Like, she is screaming like a maniac yeah. in this yeah. scene. Yeah. She really, really, really wanted to kill Jack or uh, Locke, and she's pissed that Said stopped her. Yeah. So they get up, and he apologizes, and she's just like, get away. And then she leaves. He's done. Yeah. Kate follows after <sighs> Shannon. Locke sits up, and um, you can see that he's, like, bleeding from his temple. So it looks like the bullet, like, just grazed him. Grazed him. So lucky. Um, sh- I always notice in network TV that they, they're really fond of shooting locks. You know, it's that, like, every time somebody needs to, like, go through a door or something, they're like, hey, we can't get through. They shoot the lock. Right, and then for oh. some reason, r- magically, the, the door opens. I thought so. you yes. meant. I, I was like, "Wait, what?" Because it his name a, is Locke too. So I was really confused. Exactly. No, yeah. No, what you mean oh, is like yeah. you hate that Hollywood thing. How? Yeah. They, they like convince you that you can actually shoot through a lock. Yeah, and well, I mean, it was it was kind of a dad joke, but that's what made me think about it. it was like, oh, she's trying to shoot the lock, but. Yeah. Then you think about it from a network TV perspective. They constantly shoot the locks, and it's. I Quick always question, wonder if how the hell does that graze, work. If a bullet grazes your forehead, do you go flying back? No. Four no. feet like that? No. No, you wouldn't. Okay. No. They just wanted to give the impression that she may have hit her target. Like hit him yeah. in the gut or something? Or yeah. 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 Or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, then Locke sits up. You can see that, you know, he was just grazed. Jack gives him a death stare and then walks away. It's but a flesh wound. all right so now we're back uh with charlie and he's sitting in a tent holding turnip head and sawyer is reading to them from a car magazine with his lovely glasses that were soldered together i really like by by said by said one of the last really useful things he did before he got distracted pussy crazy yeah yeah before he started going for crazy pussy I think this scene is really sweet. Oh, it's I love funny. this scene. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, you know, Sawyer's reading to Turnip Head and it's keeping him quiet. And Claire approaches and Charlie, like, shushes, uh, bleh, Charlie shushes her and tells Sawyer to keep reading. Because every time he stops reading, the baby cries. It's really sweet. Yes. So now it's nighttime on the beach. All their torches and bonfires are lit. I still want to know how these people know how to make torches. <laughs> Shannon is sitting by one fire and Saeed is by another one. And Kate approaches Saeed and she says that Shannon just needs time. She's been through a lot. And Saeed says time won't make a difference. And, you know, maybe he made the wrong choice. Kate says he couldn't have let her kill Locke. And he knows that. You had no choice, she said. And Saeed replies, there's always a choice. So now we're back to flashback number six. Assam's body is being taken away. The CIA agents uh, tell Saeed where Nadia is. She lives in Irvine, California, just south of L.A. She's a lab tech at a medical testing company. She hands him a plane ticket and some money, and Saeed wants to know what will happen to Assam's body. It'll decompose. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, they tell him that he'll be cremated, and he demands that he can change his flight so that he can claim the body and have a proper Muslim burial. Um, 
Now we're back on the island. Saeed finds Locke out in the jungle by himself next to a fire, tending to the wound on his head. Locke thanks Saeed, and he says, you know, I know what it cost you to save me. Saeed said that, you know... Pussy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 So Saeed says, you know, I did it because I think that you might be our best bet at surviving on this island, but you're not forgiven, and I don't trust you. Um, And then Saeed says, Ben, do you know the quote? You do the Saeed version better than I do. And now you're going to take me to the hatch. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Is that all all right? Yes, Yes, that was great. So, um, again, Locke pretends like he doesn't know what Saeed's talking about. And Saeed says, John, no more lies. And then we get the lost title screen and it's the end of the episode. That's a beautiful ending. The fire is like on his face and, you know, he's John, no more lies. It's just like, Lots yeah, of he's like you yeah, cost you see- me pussy. I need no oh, yeah. fucking matches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting to see that, just like because there's a lot of episodes that ended with like Locke looking into the fire, right? Mm-hmm. When it was like you know, the one where he was looking at like his wheelchair, and a couple other ones, like one of the very first episodes where he's just sitting there, kind of staring. And it's kind of interesting to see that Saeed in this one is the one that's got that sort of that moment. And you see Locke in this sort of like less confident place than he normally the is. The Locke stare. Yeah. Alrighty. Today, for fun fact, we are going to talk about Sibians? Enemy combatants. Ah. What did you say? Uh, Sibians. Sibians. Oh, Sibians. Oh, uh, Jesus. Uh, I thought we had agreed on that. <laughs> no. We're going to talk about enemy combatants, which was something care of uh, Dick Cheney and oh, yeah. George W. Bush. So what happened after 9-11 is uh, this country went batshit and decided that we were going to attack the wrong country and start rounding up Iraqis left and right. So what we did, or what the Bush administration lawyers managed to do, was declare a special status known as the enemy combatant. And it was what is called an extraordinary legal status. And it permitted U.S. military authorities to detain indefinitely and without charging an individual, which basically it was a loophole to get around the Geneva Conventions is uh, what we did. Big, proud fucking moment for this country. That's sarcasm. Um, anyways, yeah, so under international law, people have the right to... Uh, they have rights guaranteed as prisoners of war. And so what we did is we would call them enemy combatants and say they're not prisoners, and then we could deny them their rights. And we kept most of these people, as I'm sure everyone listening knows, at Guantanamo Bay, um, the detention camp in Cuba. Um, And so we also, we did horrible things there. We tortured people and uh, basically because... We called them enemy combatants. And so in this episode, when the CIA and MI6 threatened Nadia, uh, 
saying to Saeed, you know, we could pick her up as an enemy combatant. That is the weight that holds, this is the weight behind what they're saying, meaning that they could just snatch her off the street, which they did with many people in Afghanistan and Iraq, uh, and just grab them, put them in uh, Guantanamo Bay and give them no rights or no recourse or no way to get out, um, all on a suspicion of things like insurgency. So, (coughs) excuse me. I'm choking on the bullshit that this country comes up with sometimes. <laughs> uh, so in 2009, uh, Barack Obama announced that they were we were no longer designating the enemy, the, the people in Guantanamo Bay as enemy combatants. And that was big news. And it did exactly nothing. Uh, changed nothing. Their people are still there. And um, we're still pulling this kind of bullshit. So... Um, I, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. So, you know, you kind of understand like Saeed's motivation there, what they're saying, you know, is basically we could, we could pick her up and and torture her, which is interesting since, you know, when we first met Nadia, she had been picked up (laughs) and was supposed to be tortured by Saeed. What's crazy about the whole, you know, Guantanamo Bay thing is with Obama calling no longer calling them enemy combatants that pissed off the right just about as much as the tan suit did. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing about it is like, it, it didn't matter much once you lifted the title because now it, it took away the ability to continue to kidnap people off the streets and call them that. But the people that were already at Guantanamo, we don't know what to do with a lot of them. And so they're just kind of like stuck there in limbo, uh, which is left over from these policies of uh, the Bush administration. I think they're stuck there in hell. I don't think that's limbo. Yeah, you're right. I, I guess I meant legal limbo yeah. is what I meant. But yeah. Um, okay. Shall we start with some best moments? How about Ben? Our best and worst moments, excuse me. I mean, the best moment I think is probably going to be shared here is when Sawyer was reading the car magazine to Turniphead and Charlie. It was just a really, I don't normally go for like the touching sweet scenes, but it was, it was funny and it was, it was, it was very, very sweet. It's always Um, nice to see the softer side of Sawyer too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Worst moment was uh, Assam shooting the front of his face off. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. That's also my worst moment. My best moment, however, was Saeed saying, John, no more lies. Because for me, it means like, yeah, the hatch is going to be public soon. <laughs> right? <laughs> like it's starting to get discovered and we're, we're going to talk about it. We're going to, you know. And so that to me, that's the most exciting moment. Uh, Derek, what about you? Your, what are your moments this week? Uh, the best moment was, you know, the whole Sawyer and Turnip Head exchange. You know, it was just cool seeing Sawyer, like a like Ben said, a lighter side. Yeah. Um, my worst moment was Saeed lying to Assam to get him to go through with the bombing. Yeah. yeah that's you know, basically terrible. caused Assam's death and all of that. Yeah. That is that is that is hose before bro's gone. <laughs> yeah, like next just level. So we could go see Nora. You know, yeah. So. Christy. How about you? So you called it. My best moment is Hurley singing James Brown to Turniphead. Wow. <laughs> I knew it. 
my worst moment is when Saeed thinks Islam is going to shoot him. And, you know, his fear in that moment is almost tangible. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 You don't, you don't see Saeed in a lot of situations where he's like, just like fearful for his own, like personal safety. And that right. was like yeah. one of those things that I remember seeing his face. I was like, wow, I, that's believable. Yeah. Yep. He looked what did fucking he think terrified. was going to happen? Did he think that Assam was just going to be like, oh, gee, thanks for the 10-minute head start. No f- harm, no foul. I mean, the guy was already prepared to kill himself. Right. Yeah, like, seriously. Should have just set it off right there. Oh, really? This is what you think? Bam. Yeah, I'll show you. Bam. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he didn't yeah. do that. Uh, all right. So let's do some characters. Christy, best, worst, fuck, kill. Um. I kind of had a hard time coming up with my top three this week. Um, so I went with Kate and I'm also going to fuck her because that shirt looks so good on her and her hair is all elvish and I like it. <clears throat> um, my bottom is Locke and also I'm going to kill Locke because. Wow. Yeah. You, you really mad at him? Yeah. All right. All right. Had my best character was Saeed. Uh, I know that, you know, he does some questionable things and talking his friend into suicide is is horrible. But it's this part of Saeed that I respect and I and I have uh I think it was the reason I I made him the best character the episode he tortured Sawyer too, because it's not about the torture and it's not about the actions so much as it is his willingness to assess the situation and understand what needs to be done and just doing it. And, and there's something about that, about him that I, I respect even when, when it seems to get him into some questionable ethical situations, it's just that specific trait uh, that I'm drawn to for some reason. So I had him as my best for, for that reason. And also as my fuck uh, this week. And then I had Hassad as my, Worst and my kill as well. Um, that both of them uh, were the same this week because he is the ringleader of the terrorist cell. And uh, you know, had he not been doing all of this, the CIA and MI six wouldn't need to have used Saeed as a weapon against his friend and as Nadia as a pawn. And so, really, he's responsible for all of it. And that's how I see it. Um. Ben, no, let's go with Derek, and then you can give us yours last, Ben, with the rankings. What? How about you, Derek, this week? Uh, my best was Saeed, for the same reasons as you. You know, he he was basically almost forced in this situation with Yassam, you know, because the whole enemy combatant thing with Nora and all that, you know, he basically had no choice. He had to do what he thought was the best, and also he stopped Shannon from killing Locke, which is kind of contradictory to my because my worst character and the one i want to kill is Locke. this episode just for all the crappy cause then i'm gonna be fucking kate because that shirt and her cuffs <laughs> <laughs> those, those shirt cuffs i do remember the shirt i don't remember the going. cuffs though i didn't remember how they were yeah well they were so clean. clean i'll tell you that yeah they're so clean <laughs> ben how about your rankings and how about overall um i mean say is my top uh, in this one. Uh, and one of the things that you, you mentioned it, Lacey, like he's, he's sort of kind of, you know, 
he sees what needs to be done and he does it. He's sort of direct in that way. But this was an interesting episode because he wasn't direct. Like this is one of the times where you all, you actually really saw him kind of using subterfuge and, and, and these other things to achieve his ends, which isn't really normal for him. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of out of but character. But he was being, I mean, it was like a puppet though in that, yeah, in those yeah. instances, right? He, yeah. was ha- he was being forced into that yeah. behavior. Yeah. Um, and it, again, it shows his adaptability, which is something he said about Locke earlier. That's true. Um, I mean, worse was Hassad. I mean, I think worse than somebody that that uh, that martyrs themselves. It's somebody that's a ringleader for people to martyr themselves. Um, yeah, it's like all of the, all of the all of the sadistic nature, but none of the actual like bravery. So you know, fuck him. Right, like you like suicide yeah. so much, you go fuck. Yeah, do you it. go do it. Fuck right. it. Um, I'm gonna fuck Claire because we've got to repeat people this island she's already proven that she's uh she's bountiful so you know you just gotta <laughs> keep this keep the seed flowing oh, um, she boy. had a baby you know, yesterday hey yeah. well you know what some <laughs> irish twins gives them uh, some irish twins we're 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 working against time here people yeah but you um, gotta give her six weeks you can't even put your thing in there yet yeah well, her put it in there it's like time well, we were talking about throwing a hot dog down a hallway last time. So, same, 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 same. Oh my um, god! And I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill Esam because you know he already did. Just like you know, I killed Boone last week. I'm not killing people that are unnecessary. Like I'm just killing people who are already, who are already on the, on that path. Oh, you're altruistic and you're killing. I absolutely am. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, that's my defining characteristic. Is it? Yeah. You don't believe me? I believe you. um for the power rankings we i don't think we have had really really any movement uh in the top we've still got kate um edging up a little bit Locke has lost some ground this week obviously some of you guys have killed him and and disliked him immensely uh jack old reliable in third place uh the bottom of the barrel is still shannon um though we've had some interesting developments here we've had ethan somehow eked back in to to the second worst Cause his because his points stay the same, but everybody around him goes up and down. So he well, it appears as though he's just popping Sawyer. back and forth. Just really Sawyer. Sawyer does something bad. He moves up to second place to tie with Ethan. Sawyer does something good. So um, Sawyer, because, you know, reading stories to the, or reading uh, car magazine, um, he's dropped into third worst, which has pushed Michael out of the top three or the bottom oh. three. Yeah. All righty. What are your final impressions, Ben? Um, you know, I, there's, I think there's sort of a slow, a slowdown before the, before the end of the season, there's a couple episodes like this one and the last one that I feel like they kind of, they slow things down a little bit. I did really like, um, the kind of Saeed's backstory. It kind of, you know, it, it really actually tells you like, this is why he's here. You know, this was the story that leads directly, you know, leads into him being on that flight. Um, if he had just I left also, him cremate Assam, then he wouldn't have been on the flight. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, and I do like that. Um, we're, we're at a point now where, where Locke's sort of um, hold on this specific power is starting to get abdicated a little bit. Um, he's starting to show that he's kind of mortal and other people have, you know, uh, somebody had to save him. And um, so that and then also, you know, just the kind of subplot of, of Turnip Head and the and him liking Sawyer's voice. I thought that was a, a, cl- a charming kind of clever little undercurrent in the story. Definitely. Um, so, so yeah, I, it, I don't think it was one of the, one of the like great or even one of the better episodes, but uh, it was entertaining and I think it, uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 
another episode that, you know, it's informative. It gives us some more information. It pushes the plot along a little bit. But again, it's I think it's in this bit of a, a reprieve before we get before the hit end of this, yeah. with the end of this season. Yeah. yeah. And with next week, uh, the drama ramps up a little bit more. And then the three finale episodes after that. And so I, I agree, like this Jack and Saeed two-week combo is more of a, a deep breath, I think, before they start hitting us with the uh, fast-paced and crazy ending to season one. So the deep um, breath before the plunge. Yes, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it, it. I feel like I could just say the exact same thing I said last episode, yeah. which was, you know, it's it's it, it kind of is what it is. I guess last week I couldn't even come up with worse characters. At least this week I had some terrorists to throw down on there. Um, all right. How about you, Christy? What'd you think? Yeah. I mean, I agree with both of you. I don't think that this one was quite as meh as last week. Agreed. Um, yeah. It's still, Agreed. it's still there, but last week was more than this. Um, yeah. It, like it gave us information. It gave us backstory. There just wasn't anything awesome and there wasn't anything really awful. You know, right. so it yeah. was just, just very, it, it it plateaued. The suicide is kind of awful, but you are also already expecting him to blow himself up. So, yeah, he was going to yeah. kill himself one way or the other. Yeah, he was so. already dead. Right, so it's like, kind of, sort of shocking it happened in that moment, but it was like, I, I had already made peace with the fact that this character was going to die, so it wasn't like, you know, yeah. So he'd shit yeah. his pants. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, there was that. That's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, how about you? How did you take this episode, and and did it leave you with any new questions? Oh well, yeah, I like this episode better than the previous one. Yeah, I did find out more about Saeed and you know how he ended up on this flight. Um, so yeah, it seems like it's probably just like a kind of a fill episode before the grand finale, which I haven't seen yet. But um, it really didn't give me any new questions, so I just still want to know what's in that hatch. I do want to know what's in that hatch. Oh, I've got a I question. Wait. I can't wait until we get there. I'll tell you what, Derek, it's it's not this season, but it's not far away either. <laughs> I've got a question because yeah. I don't remember this. Um, okay. When I first watched this show, I was smoking a lot of weed. So a lot mm. of this stuff is actually coming back to me as a surprise again. What's the baby's name? Turnip head. Oh, da, 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 da. oh I thought you were going to say it. Yeah, you got to wait. It's coming up. I thought you were going to say, yeah. So uh, that question will be answered by the end <laughs> of season one. Derek will talk more about the hatch later. But next week, it's Kate. It's Kate's final episode of the season. I am going to give it to you because I stole all the Kate episodes. Uh, this I'd rather season. Kate give it to me. <laughs> yes. I would love for Kate to give it to me as well. But I'm going to give it to you next week. Born to Run, episode 22. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Lost in My 40s is a Space Bear Media production. Executive produced and edited by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering, editing, and original music by Benjamin Trim. Like and follow Lost in My 40s on Facebook to interact with your hosts. Plus, follow Space Bear Media on YouTube to watch our episode pre-shows. 
You can also find us at spacefair underscore media on Instagram and Twitter. Or come to our website, spacebearmedia.com.